Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back or welcome to Behind the Girl Boss. I'm your host Amanda and if you didn't know anything about me already, um, basically I go to school full-time at Concordia University in communications. I also work part-time while hosting my own podcast, which is this podcast, having my own YouTube channel, blogging on Instagram. I also own my own apparel brand called Kooky Apparel. I do some freelance work such as video editing, and I am currently working on another business. So that is a little bit about me. This podcast, like the name is called Behind the Girl Boss, I like to talk about business things, mainly with women. I like to empower women and girl power and all those things. And I don't know, I just love learning from people and I love getting to know other people's stories and how they started their own business or podcast or YouTube channel or whatever it may be that drives them. So today we have another guest on the podcast and her name is Emily Gigliotti. So Emily right now um, is in her master's degree in sports business, which is really, really cool. And she's also the host of the Purpose Project podcast. We met through an engagement group on Instagram, and I really thought she has such an inspiring and interesting story to tell. So that is what this podcast is about. So if you're interested, please keep on listening. Hey everyone, what's up? And welcome back to Behind the Girl Boss. So today I have a guest and her name is Emily. So hi, Emily. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on here. Um, So do you want to start off by telling us a bit about yourself and what you do? Absolutely. Um, So I'm currently a 22, about to be 23 in about a month. I live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I am in a master's program studying to get my master's in sport business with a concentration in recreation and event management. So other than my graduate degree, I also work in event management. So I work at a stadium, working with concert venues, different things of that sort. I also bartend part-time as well as do marketing for a local bar. So I am all over the place before quarantine happened. But currently right now, my heart is into my podcast. So I am the host of the Purpose Project podcast, where we talk about everything kind of experiences that everyone is having in their day-to-day life because what better way to learn than from one another so I do solo episodes as well as guest episodes where I just talk about people's experiences their thought processes and beliefs and dive into that I love that I already like learned so much about you that I didn't even know before so thank you for (laughs) that intro (laughs) yes (laughs) um so I have like a little hot seat segment before we actually jump into it So it's just three questions and you can answer as fast as you can. Oh boy. Okay. I'm ready. (laughs) They're pretty easy. I I think. Um, So the first (laughs) one is what is your best purchase under a hundred dollars? Oh, best purchase under a hundred dollars. See, this is hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh my goodness. I'm trying to look to see if I use everything in my day to day. (gasps) Um. Oh my gosh, this is, why is this so hard? Um, I'd have to say recently, so I'm never in like the self tanner type of person. Mm -hmm. I don't, I've never done that. I'm Italian. I tan very easily, (laughs) but lately I feel like I haven't been getting any sun because I'm not out and about at all. I'm home. So I actually just purchased um, Jergens. It's a daily moisturizer. So okay. you just, it's like a lotion. So you put it on your skin every day. And in a week's time, I've noticed I've gotten tanner, but it's not like a self tanner. It's just a lotion and a moisturizer that gradually makes your tan, your skin tanner, if that makes okay. sense. Okay. I need that. I'm really pale. Um, it was so- really awesome. It was only like 20 bucks. Okay, so maybe I'll buy that. <laughs> you have a bit of a tan. It's really sad. What is your go-to meal? 
uh, go-to meal, avocado toast all the way. (laughs) Yes. Love that. I can literally eat that like every single morning and like never get tired of it. It's my ritual every morning. Never changes. (laughs) (laughs) And the last one is where do you hope to see yourself in five years? Happy just to be blunt about it, wherever I am in my relationships, career, lifestyle, I just want to be happy and at ease with my mindset and my personal life. That's a good, that's a good way to think of it and project for the future. Mm. Um, so basically for my podcast, I have like two sections. So the first section, we're kind of talk about like your school and stuff. And the second one is going to be mainly about your podcast. Um, so you said you're currently studying at Temple University. Mm -hmm. Um, and you said you're majoring in sports business or like that's your sports master's business. program? Yep. Um, what made program. you yep. choose that? Um, so I actually discovered sport as a career. I don't know why I never thought it was a career. It's a multi-billion dollar business. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, halfway through my undergraduate degree when I decided to transfer universities. And by the okay. time I got to school, they were like, you have too many credits already in your marketing degree. You might as well just finish it, get a marketing degree and then go for your master's. So Mm -hmm. I thought about it a lot because a lot of people don't want to go back to school right away. Some people are like, I'm done with school. Once I graduate, I'm putting the books down. I'm diving Mm -hmm. into the workforce. But for me, I really wanted to learn more and learn about the sport business industry because sport is honestly a completely different industry than all the others. So there's a set skill and a set mindset that you need to have. And I knew that in order to gain that, I had to go back to school. So I mm-hmm. chose Temple and I'm so glad I did. Yeah, it's cool. Cause I also like never really thought of sports as like a career path, unless you were like the athlete yourself. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's a cool program. I didn't even know they offered that to be honest. Yeah, it's really cool. What career can you pursue with um, like a degree with that? So you can honestly do everything and anything. So if you really think about it, think of a major league baseball team. Their front office has people in finance, accounting, HR, marketing, social media, operations, all of it. So if you really think about it, like sport, baseball, football, hockey, whatever it is, major, minor, whatever the league is too, there is so much opportunity for every career type. So even if you're in an undergraduate degree and say you got a finance degree, you can pursue sport. You can find sport like markets that are hiring for finance um, jobs or accounting jobs. Like every team needs one. So that's something that I didn't really realize is that Mm -hmm. every single industry can be a part of the sport industry as well. So it's really interesting because there's also not all just live sports, but you also have fashion merchandising for sport. That's true. That's a huge thing as well. So like, for example, like Under Armour, Lululemon, all of those types of things. You also have retail. So like in the athletic sense, so you Mm -hmm. have like SoulCycle, Orange Theory, all of those are considered sport. My concentration, I just want to work directly in live sports. Okay. So doing event management in that sense, but it's the, one of the most broad industries, I feel like, because yeah. everyone can dive into it. It's so interesting. And I never thought of it that way. Yeah. It's really cool. Cause I never thought of it that way either. Um, so it's really cool to learn about that. Um, what would you say is your ideal career path, whether it be with like your made, like your sports business, um, or like anything at all? Yeah. Yeah. So I, 
I have a dream one day, mm-hmm. lay, way down the line, to be a general manager of a minor league baseball team. Okay. So they oversee all the operations, every area of the system that happens under a minor league team. And I would love to be in that position one day. But in order to get there, I have to learn so much and play so many different parts in an organization. Mm-hmm. So after I have one year left of my master's degree, so I will be done this time next year. I'll be okay. done my degree and I'll be diving into the workforce. So I'm looking for jobs in operations, in marketing, um, PR, all of that, just to start off, maybe even sales, who knows, just to mm-hmm. start off in a program so that I can gain experience and continue to learn because in order yeah. to be a general manager, you have to have all those skills. Yeah. So that's the end game for me, but I'm kind of open to anything, open to moving all of it. I'm really kind of don't have a direct path with my mm-hmm. career, if that makes sense. Yeah. But that's like, I feel like a better way to look at it because like, although it's good to, I feel to like have a direct path at times, it's very fluid and it changes a lot. So it's good to like, not have a one set goal in mind and be open to more things because I feel like it's just better for you and your happiness and mental health and everything in the long run. Oh, a hundred percent. Especially if you have such a goal that you want to reach and you're so controlling of everything outside of it you can't control everything Mm -hmm. things are going to happen you're not you're going to apply for a job go into an interview and you're not going to get the job that you want and it's going to change the trajectory of your life maybe Mm -hmm. you want to go to grad school but you you don't get into the program that's going to change it like there's going to be things that are happening all the time that you never know like we don't know what's going to happen a week from now like we don't know so if you kind of take it with a more broad aspect as in I want to learn and I want to grow and move up because mm-hmm. no one who's successful right now started off six, like at the top they yeah. started at the bottom and they moved their way up so I think that's yes. also something that we, we need to remind ourselves of a lot is yeah for sure when you start off your first job out of school is not, not going to be your dream job and that's something yeah. I've had to remind myself of constantly yeah, like I was looking at different jobs that I can do out of school and I was like, I don't really want to do any of these. Like, this is not what I want to be doing. But at the same time, to get where I want to get, you have to do those little things too. So I think that's a good thing for everyone to know. So we're going to transition to the podcast or your podcast talk now. Um, so you said you have a podcast and it's called The Purpose Project. Um, I know you gave a little brief introduction about it, but do you want to talk a bit more about like what it is, what you do? Yeah, yeah. So I have tried to start a podcast four other times, and that is a long, lengthy story that you can, uh, someone who's listening to this can hop over to my podcast. I talk about it a lot, but when I came to the idea, like the final idea that I'm like, I'm not trying this again. Like, this is the last time. What kind of content do I want to provide that will give people knowledge? Like, I Mm -hmm. want someone to listen to my podcast, which I'm sure you feel the same way. I want someone after they listen to an episode to be like, I gained knowledge and experience from that and that it gives me excitement and energy. And that's what I wanted to provide through my podcast. And I kind of realized that I can talk for days, but (laughs) all the knowledge that I have like earned and experiences I have gained have been because of other people. So instead of me talking about what I have learned from other people all the time, why not every so few episodes bring on people 
that have completely different experiences from me and kind of give their mindset and their thought process on a lot of things. So I've had people that are college athletes right now, post-grads still in school, um, someone who changed their career from pre-med and now is doing filmmaking. Like Um. I've had people of all different walks of life come on and just talk about how they view life and how they've gotten to where they are. And that's a, a lot of it, I feel like, has come from just me wanting to learn more too. Mm-hmm. I I want to learn from my podcast as well. Like I'm, we're, I'm sure you feel the same way. We're yes, doing this sure. because we want to help other people. But at the same time, in a non-selfish way, we are learning ourselves down the line. Yes. So yeah, it's been sure. a really great learning experience and I'm very thankful for it. But I'm just, I mean, my motto I kind of use throughout the podcast is what I want to continue to grow with my listeners and with my guests. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. kind of the main goal beside, behind my podcast. Yeah, for sure. I understand that completely because like, even though some of the guests I've had have been like my friends that I've known for like a while, I was still able to learn at least one thing from each person because you'll never know like everyone's full entire story. And like, I feel like whether someone just started off their career or whether they're like 10 years down the line, like you'll always learn something from someone. So I think that's a really cool way. And I love doing interviews with people because like you said, you can learn from anyone and it's a good way to do that. So what were the first steps you took to starting your podcast? Your, I mean, you said you have four different ones <laughs> that you started, but I guess like the last one, the one that you're using now, yeah. what were the steps you took? Yeah. So I found that I wasn't giving 110% of my efforts unless I was putting, if this is going to sound strange, unless I was putting money into it. Mm-hmm. So I realized that like, if I wasn't putting something on the line that I cared about and that I worked for, that I wasn't going to give as much effort and time to it. So I made the decision instead of recording on my phone or on my laptop, I was going to buy a really nice microphone, drop a hundred dollars or so to get a microphone and have great quality. So that's number one. Number two, I thought about my podcast art. Yes, I can probably create something quickly on Canva or Photoshop or whatever it may be, but I wanted to invest in something that one, I was supporting small businesses Mm -hmm. and two, it was going to be like, wow, that's a really different cover. So the illustration on my cover art is done by a local, um, artist. So she created it and I paid her, paid money for it. And I have her credits on all of my podcasts because I wanted to support someone, but also Mm -hmm. put money into it. And then originally I did have an intro song that I paid money for. So that was another thing that started me off. I did take that out now. I don't have an intro song. That's Mm -hmm. besides the point, but actually making the efforts to put money into what I was doing, I realized, Hey, now I have money on the line. If I don't put like more time into this and effort into this, then it's, it's pointless at the end of the day. But I think the thing that fuels me now is wanting to help other people. That was the main reason I wanted to create a podcast, period. Um, So now it's putting hours in every day to kind of communicate with people on Instagram and kind of create that environment. So, because I know you and I are part of a podcasting community where we support and hype each other up and it's so much fun just to see everyone else grow. And I think that's the most rewarding part of it that keeps me going now. Mm -hmm. Um, But to start, it's kind of just, you have to put your butt on the line 
and yeah. kind of just be like, if you want to do it, you have to do it. Like you can't just sit back and wait for it to happen. You're going to have to make it happen. No one's going to tell you, go do this, go do that. And that's not a lot of aspects in life. You have to be able to kind of do it yourself and push yourself and motivate yourself. And that I think was the hardest thing with starting the podcast. Yeah, for but sure. I knew at the end of the day that it's what I wanted to do. So in order to do that, I had to put in the effort. Yeah. I like how you said like also putting money on the line. Cause I feel like that was the same with me at first. Like I started my podcast and it wasn't like the best quality or anything like that. And I was like, I don't even like it and stuff. So then I invested in buying like an actual microphone that costs money and everything. And then I feel like that fueled me to like do it more and to be more motivated and also like the group chat and everything. Like it's so cool to see everyone's like experience and stuff and listening to everyone's episodes and stuff. It just like motivates me to keep doing it. And I feel like if you have like that support group, it's even better in a way, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. So what's been the most challenging thing so far with having your own podcast? I think the most challenging thing would be comparing my progress to others Mm -hmm. because podcasting's a decently saturated market now I feel like everyone's diving into it I mean not as saturated as like YouTube or any Mm -hmm. of those scenes but kind of not judging myself based on other success um and saying why am I not there why am I not at this following why am I not at this downloads why can't I get this guest it's Everyone is progressing at their own rate with podcasting, with your blog, with your business, with your personal life, all of it. Like you can't judge yourself based upon another successes because you don't know the time that they put in. You don't know, maybe they got some lucky strike. Like Mm -hmm. everyone's like line of learning and growing is completely different. So that's one thing I've had to learn, especially with the podcast and starting so small is not clicking on someone's profile and being like, dang, they have 5,000 followers. Like, and I only have 400, like, Mm -hmm. how do I get there? And I've learned instead of being upset in a way and kind of judging myself based upon that, I'm now reaching out to those people and trying to use Mm -hmm. them as resources so yeah. that's definitely been the biggest challenge, but it's it's a learning process as well, which yeah, is always sure. hard. Yeah, like for me also, like when you said, um, why can't I have that guest? Like there's been a lot of people that like I've met throughout the way that have like these really like cool guests. Like one of them would be, I don't know how to say your name properly, but Claudia Suluski. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's how you say it, but one of my friends from my town actually had a podcast recording with her and I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. So then I was like, let me try and reach out. And she never answered me. And at first I was like, oh, like, why wasn't she answering me? Like, what's wrong with me? Why did she like go for her, but she won't go for me? And I feel like that's something that I was doing a lot because I have like emailed so many bigger creators, I would say. And I mean, I've gotten a reply from Maxim like three, which is still really good. But in my head at first, I was like, oh, like only three out of 50, like answered me, like what's wrong? But I feel like that's a good way to think of it and not compare yourself with everyone else because at the end of the day, we're all like different and we're all unique and we all have different things to share. So we shouldn't base our success on like those type of things. So I like that, what you said. 100%. You're going to get exhausted if you Mm -hmm. judge yourself based on others. It's going to be mentally and physically exhausting on you Mm -hmm. and you're not going to progress in any way. So especially during this time, just being kind to yourself and giving yourself grace in that way um, and just not 
judging yourself too hard. Like we are all on our own path in life. Like there are 19 year olds that are ahead of my 23 year old self (laughs) and that's okay. Good for them. But I can't judge myself based upon that. So for sure. Yeah. We all have our different successes in life. And I think that we should be proud of everything. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, so you, at the beginning of the podcast, you mentioned so many different things that you do. How do you like manage your time for everything? Oof. So I learned very young. I was very thankful when I was an athlete, I learned how to time manage and time management is a skill. It's something you just have to practice and get used to. There are different ways that you can practice it, like time blocking using, I use Google calendar, like religiously, like even like planning out when I'm driving, like it's great. It's a little obsessive, (laughs) but anyways, um, I've just learned that if I'm doing things that fuel me and make me happy and give me excitement at the end of the day, I'll make time for it. So people also ask me with, I I guess I have grad school, then I have my GA position, two jobs. How do I balance it all? How do you have a social life? How do you make time for your friends? How do you date? Like, that's a thing. Those things are important to me. Mm -hmm. So I will make time for them. It may not be all the time. I may not be able to go out to a bar with all my friends every weekend, but I'm going to make time for it because it matters to me. And I think that's something that a lot of people kind of struggle with. They think they have to have like a hundred things on their to-do list in order to be productive. But as long as you're doing a few set of things that you're in love with and you're absolutely passionate about, it's never going to feel like a struggle. And I think that's why I time manage so well Mm -hmm. is because everything on my list is something that I look forward to every day and I don't mind making time for it. Yeah. I started using Google Calendar also. So if anyone needs a planner or something, I would definitely suggest that because it's really useful. It's the best. You can color yes. code, you can set notifications, you can share it with people. It's it's literally Yeah, I best. love it. <laughs> um, what's been the most exciting part about having your own podcast? Meeting so many people. I mean, I, like we were mentioning before, if to get a little more clear to the people listening, um, we both are a part of a kind of an Instagram engagement group. Yeah. Um, and we're in a group chat with about 20 other podcasters that are in very similar positions to us. Mm-hmm. So we not only chat about podcasting things like, oh, what platforms do you guys use to upload your podcast? How do you get more engagement? We help each other that way but we also connect with each other on a personal level. And I feel like I've gained friendships through this group, Mm -hmm. Yes, which is so cool and nothing I expected out of this experience. I thought of it of being a solo podcaster, like you're going to have a lone road. Like you're going to be doing this, just you and your mic by yourself, maybe a guest or two here and there, but it's going to be pretty lonely. But it's far from that because the friendships that we've made like are absolutely incredible and I'm so thankful for them. So that definitely has been the best experience kind of growing with everyone in that group. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I have like also like, cause I do YouTube, I have a like support engagement group for that too. And I feel like it just really helps overall. Like you have friends, but you also have people that are supporting you and motivating you and helping you along the way. So I think it's really important to have that group of people. Absolutely. Have your support group. So, I mean, there are tons of Facebook groups for Mm -hmm. even other podcasts. Like 
gals on the go the skinny confidential manifestatory de simone like all the yeah. bigger podcasts have facebook groups that are made just for that for yes. people to get to know one another not only if you have a podcast or a business or a YouTube, mm -hmm. but just girls that want to connect and be friends. Yeah. Like everyone is looking for a friend. Like yes. you never don't want to make friends. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, even if you don't have a podcast or YouTube or blog, like I said, go to some of those Facebook engagement groups and just chat with people, throw your yeah. username out. your like your Instagram handle out there and be like, Hey, would love to follow if anyone is interested and like get to know people. Because I feel like social media is such a small place we think but mm -hmm. if you reach out to people and engage you can create so many relationships which is so cool yeah and people think that like the friendships you make on social media just stay there but like personally I've gone to like VidCon I don't know if you know what that is but I've gone mm -hmm. to like VidCon and Playlist Live and like I've met a lot of my internet friends so like whether you meet them on the internet or like in real life through school or anything they're still like it's really cool I find it so weird because like my parents were always like don't talk to people on the internet don't like become right? friends with strangers <laughs> but like now like most of my friends are from like social media outlets so it's really cool no it's really cool especially if you're all bonding over the same thing yes. it creates a kind of separation from your normal life to your yes. internet life which is it's weird mm -hmm. to say because like you said our parents used to be like don't talk to strangers on the internet yeah. but now we're like i'm like i want to make friends with everyone on the internet it's a really Me cool too. space so i think it'd be really cool for like someone to make like a um, a social media convention for like podcasting because i haven't seen that yet i think that would be really cool that would be really awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And people could do like live podcast episodes yes. of their podcast, like with a live audience. Like that'd be, yes. girl, you better I brand would that. really go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to email people now. <laughs> um, so when you record with the guests, um, since especially right now, it all has to be like distance recording. Where do you record these things? I record using Zoom and Zencaster. So a lot of people know Zoom because mm -hmm. it's for the video and you can also record on it. But I personally use Zencaster because the audio quality is absolutely amazing. So what it is, it's just an audio platform. There's no video. So that's why I keep Zoom in the loop because you mm -hmm. use video for Zoom. So yeah. how I record is I'll send the Zencaster link along with the Zoom link. Mm -hmm. And what you do is you mute yourself on Zoom, but then on Zencaster, you can hear the other person's recording. And then okay. what happens is when the episode is done and you download, each person, the guest and yourself, have two separate audio files. Okay. So if there were any hiccups or anything, like someone's talking over someone or anything mm -hmm. needs to be edited, it's really easy and it makes it really great to record. And I've noticed that if I record on Zencaster, with guests that don't have nicer microphones mm -hmm. or don't have the professional equipment, Zencaster will transform the audio into a very similar sounding audio to a professional mic. Okay. That's cool. So I highly recommend it to any podcasters out there that want to do remote recording. It's a great resource, but Zoom is great as well because you'll have that video connection as mm -hmm. well as the microphone and it makes it easy for upload. So it's really up to your preference and there's tons of ways to do it, but I prefer those. Yeah. I'm going to check into that because like I just started using Zoom for this. Like this is my first one recording. Um, so I'm not too good at the distance thing right now, but I'm going to check into that. But I think it'd be, Definitely. it'd be good. 
Um, so how do you edit your episodes after like the audio and stuff? Yeah. So once those are downloaded, I actually use GarageBand. So mm-hmm. those are for my guest episodes. Cause I have, um, intro and outro music for like my, I have a segment at the beginning where I talk, then I <laughs> intro into the episode where I talk with the guests. And then I outro into like a one minute clip of me just summarizing everything. Mm-hmm. So I do have to edit those and make sure that the audio clips line up. But yeah. when I do my solo episodes, I record solely on the memo, uh, the voice memos on my laptop. Yeah. So I don't do. edit any of my solo episodes. My solo episodes are kind of like me and the mic. I'm Mm -hmm. talking and I'm blabbing for an hour (laughs) and then whatever happens, happens. Because I think those episodes, especially the more natural they are, the more it feels like the guest, not the guest, the uh, viewer is listening to a friend just chat. Yes. They're sitting down having coffee. And that's like one of my main goals with my solo episodes is I want it to feel like the other person's in the room and we're just bantering and they're (laughs) like agreeing with me and we're just talking. I want it to feel natural. So in order to do that, I kind of just keep my solo episodes really raw, no cuts. So I use the voice memo on the laptop for that. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. I feel like the more authentic and real the episodes sound, the more I connect with someone. So I like that. When or where would you say you feel your most creative? Like for me, I'm having a hard time because it, like at cafes is where I feel like my mm-hmm. most creative. So being home all the time is like a struggle. So where would you say you're go-to spot is? hundred percent. I feel that so much. I worked so hard when I first went to college, separating home and school. Mm -hmm. So whenever I had things to get done, it was either done on campus in a coffee shop. And as soon as I went home, nothing. So being home is very different. And I was having that struggle at first for me, when I'm actually doing work, I just find any table. I just need Mm -hmm. to plug in my headphones and find a table. I can't sit on the couch or a bed because I get too comfy and my back yes. starts hurting. It's a whole thing. But <laughs> for me, in order to get my creative juices flowing, if I feel like I'm slacking and I'm struggling and thinking of podcast episodes, or I'm struggling about thinking about an upload post, uh, what I'm going to say for me, I've noticed taking really long walks help. Yes. So for me, I take about four to five mile walks every day, not for exercise, but mm-hmm. I literally plug in my headphones, play a podcast or a playlist, and I just walk. And it yeah. allows me to think of things. And then I will pull out my notepad on my phone and just jot down things. And I've noticed just getting out of a small square of a, like your house mm-hmm. and like opening up into the world and walking by and just seeing other houses or just being in nature really helps me kind of get out of my head and just relax. Mm -hmm. And that's when the creative juices start flowing. I like that. Um, I feel like just getting outside and like clearing your head and getting fresher and everything is a really good thing to do. Um, When you have guests on your podcast, what type of guests do you look for? Or do you just? Yeah. So for the past few weeks, my guests have been other podcasters because I truly want to use this community that we have Mm -hmm. because everyone has a story, no matter if you're famous or not. Yes. But I have used people in my day-to-day life, friends I've had since high school that have gone Mm -hmm. through things and they've been great guests on the episodes. I'm currently looking to bring on some kind of bigger scale guests Yes. that have a really interesting story um, and 
kind of those bigger either podcasters, YouTubers, all that mm-hmm. jazz. Um, but honestly, for me, I don't have like a significant like thing that stands out that I like need to be on my podcast because I personally think that even though you may think that oh, my life's boring. Like I have nothing to say. Mm -hmm. Everyone has something to say. It just depends on the topic that you bring out, like whatever it may be. Like I just had a guest on a few weeks ago. um, One of my old high school friends that I barely talk to anymore. We haven't talked to in five years. She created an Instagram account about wellness just because she wanted to. She Mm -hmm. has like 200 followers on it. It's nothing big, but I brought her on and we talked about like wellness and mental health and how to be positive during this time from someone else my age that doesn't have any experience. And I feel like sometimes that can also help someone be like, dang, they're going through the same thing as me and they're not like Mm -hmm. famous and they aren't an influencer. So those guests are as important as the influencer guests because they bring like the relatability to it. And honestly, that episode is one of my top listened episodes yet. So it really shows that people want to hear authentic things that people have to say that that they can directly relate to. Mm -hmm. I love that. What's your long-term goal with your podcast? I just want to help as many people as possible. And I think the way I started this podcast, kind of keeping a mindset standpoint, not getting too excited, Mm -hmm. was if I can help one person through this, that means I did my job. Like, that's all I care about. So the more I've seen people kind of reach out on the Instagram and kind of share that they're listening or reach out and Mm -hmm. say, oh my God, your podcast has inspired me to do this the amount of messages I've gotten like that, like they make my life, like not my Mm -hmm. day, my week or my month, my life. Like that is the reason I'm doing this. So I think it's just, I want to continue to grow and try to reach as many people as possible, Mm -hmm. not for growth as in fame or in money. I'm not doing any monetizing like at all with my podcast. I just want to reach as many people to help like, cause everyone, mm-hmm. you never know the topics that you talk about are the things that people are thinking that week. Yes. And I think that's the most inspirational thing when I know when I listen to other podcasts and someone uploads something and I'm like, wait, that's exactly what I'm feeling. Let me listen. And then yeah. you sit there and you're like, someone gets it. And it's like this weight that lifts off your shoulder. And that's what I want to provide with every episode. And I'm sure you can relate in similar ways, but it's kind of just, I I want to be able to give back as much as possible. Yeah. I love that. Like whether you touch one person or like a hundred people at the end of the day, like if there's that one person, that's all I really care about. Yeah. As long as you're, for me, it's kind of, especially right now, put it out good vibes positive mm-hmm. vibes happiness um just relatable things that people are going through because it's a weird time right now that we're living yes. in and i think we we need to focus on that so helping one another yes. is the best thing we can do right now yes um so my last question is do you have any advice for anyone wanting to start their own podcast do it that's that's yes. it i that, like a lot of people sit on it and they're like well I don't think this, or I don't Mm -hmm. think like, I can't do this. I can't do because of that. You're making up excuses. Like I said earlier, if you want to do it, you're going to do it. So put the time, put the effort in, um, because what's going to keep you going at the end of the day too, is what you love. So Mm -hmm. if I don't end up loving the content I'm putting out, 
it's going to slowly like make me want to stop. So as long as I continue to keep putting out content that I love and that I think is helping others, it's what's Mm going to keep me going. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast or even a YouTube or a blog or a business, whatever it is, just do it. Take a step Mm -hmm. in the right direction. And instead of making excuses, just do it. Yes. Good advice. So basically that was my last question. Thank you so much for coming on here and talking to me and everything. It was really nice getting to know you even more than just what I knew already. Do you want to plug your socials before we go? Absolutely. And thank you again for having me. This was so nice to chat with you, not through Instagram, but like face-to-face on the podcast. But um, my uh, podcast Instagram is The Purpose Project Pod. And then you can find the podcast on all listening platforms forms so apple podcasts spotify anchor google podcasts basically anywhere you can listen which is really nice um so yeah and then my personal is m and then it's g-i-g-l-i-o-t-t-i and yeah that's that's me (laughs) perfect well thank you so much once again thank you so much for having me Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and I hope you learned something from Emily. She really had so much to say and so many interesting topics to talk about. And honestly, I learned so many things that I didn't even know about her yet. So it's really cool. And this is certainly why I love doing podcast episode with guests. And I feel like we can always learn something from anyone. So please don't forget to follow her on her socials. Like she said, the Purpose Project Pod and M Gigliotti. And do not forget to check out her podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So once again, thank you so much for listening. And if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, you can either follow me at, at Behind the Girl Boss or at It's Amanda Wan. So thank you guys so much for listening again, and I will hear you next time.